Welcome to another episode of Queer For It, a podcast hosted by three queer friends host... What? <laughs> We've had some beers, and by Rating beers I mean hard. white claws. Uh, a podcast hosted by three queer friends living in Austin, Texas, bringing you a weekly dose of queer realness and laughs. I'm Courtney, I'm a lesbian, I use she, her pronouns, and my Instagram is at court underscore roads. I'm Chris, I'm a trans man, I use he, him pronouns, my Instagram is at see the stars ablaze. And normally we have Chris on, but she couldn't be with us I tonight. I thought I was doing an intro. <laughs> do you want to take that part? Yeah. Okay, you go. We'll uh, cut that out. You, no problem. Yeah. Okay. No big deal. Uh, normally Chris is here with us as the third person on Queer For It, but she couldn't be with us tonight. We were already going to be interviewing Lindsay about the coronavirus, so she's back with us along with her girlfriend April, who was on the show a couple months back. Oh, I'm Lindsay. I'm bisexual. Um, she, her pronouns. And my Instagram is at lindsjt. I'm April. I'm a lesbian. I use she, her pronouns. And my Instagram is April Ariel underscore. I rehearsed that one. Oh, you did great. In my head, yeah. <laughs> you did great. It is kind of hard to remember. So, um... Last week we caught up a little bit, and then obviously we've been um, basically. I know it's like incorrect to say we've been in quarantine because we haven't technically been in quarantine. We've all been social distancing because we were in quarantine. You guys were technically in quarantine, we so we've all been social distancing because of coronavirus for since uh, what was it like March fifteenth, eighteenth, yeah. something like that. Spring break, yeah. It's almost two full months that we've been March fourteenth, yeah. Um, but. <laughs> Ironically, two of our very best friends here, one of them, Lindsay, happened to be like one of the like f- first few people in Austin, Texas to to get it, which also both, let's just say like Austin's like not great at testing for coronavirus. <laughs> no, like we're not we're not leading the pack anywhere. So like probably many a person and you mm-hmm. I don't know that we talked about what you do for a living. We talked about you coming out in the last mm-hmm. episode and all that stuff, but not what you do. Yeah, no, I'm a PA. PA, PA. You're a yeah. PA. So, you coming into contact with it is not, like, unbelievable. Like, so sure. that's probably how you ended up getting it, I would assume. I believe so. Yeah. I don't know for sure. Yeah. Um, you can't know. It was that or two's gays. I think yeah. it was two's gays. I think so. so. I yeah, it was either the like queers or it was sick money. people. I don't yes. know. Yeah. On Barbara. So, cesspool. I guess to start from the beginning, um, yes, I'm a PA, so I'm a physician assistant. I was, at the time, working in nursing homes, and um, right when coronavirus came to the U.S., um, I literally, like, the next day started feeling sick, and I assumed it was probably the flu, because in Austin, I think there was two recorded cases that day, Mm. Um, and so I was like, you know, this probably isn't coronavirus, but I have to know, because I can't go back and see my nursing home patients with coronavirus, obviously, Um, and so we went to the urgent, so I came down with fever and body aches, a little bit of cough. We decided we needed to go to the urgent care and at least test for flu. Um, the flu came back negative, and I was like, okay. At the time, I didn't know where you could get coronavirus testing, so I thought the next day I would go because there was one drive through clinic that I knew of at the time. And the flu was negative, so she offered me the coronavirus test at that time at the urgent care. And it was the nasal swab that you hear of that's really uncomfortable. Is it the one that goes really... Is it does it really go as it like made in her the nosebleed? Yeah. But like it like breaks like that like sinus barrier, yeah. right? Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Oh, it's so gross. They 
in in my job now, they talk about it as like tickling your brain. Is that really? Her nose is bleeding. It makes me want to like every time it like pops in, it's like, hey, in case you need like a reminder to social distance, I'm like. I don't need a reminder that's fucking disgusting. Yeah. <sighs> it was even the normal flu one is uncomfortable. Yeah. Just like getting swapped like high up. Mm-hmm. It, it yeah, it's literally like straight back through your side. I don't understand how skulls work. Um, to, to be fair. Yeah. Like I like I've Both drawn here. many a Both skull here. and I like I also work for a healthcare marketing okay. agency, a lot of ads about sinuses. I still in my brain can't understand how a swab Yeah, could no, you can that. so you can put the swab into your nose and touch the back of your throat. No, yeah, I don't understand that. Yeah. Um Can you tell me why when I use a Q tip it makes me cough? <laughs> Q-tip in your ear? Yeah. In your ear? Uh-huh. Every time. That's an interesting I'll show you later. It makes me cough. What a fun party trick. I, I think, like, putting it, it deep in it or just tickling like, yeah. it? It feels like a massage. Yeah. I'm, like, falling asleep. It doesn't make you cough? cough? But they're really oh, bad for I, you. I, I, think I know. You're not answer. supposed to go that deep in. It's, <laughs> it, like, packs and you're not yeah. supposed to do that. But I don't think I'm going that deep in. Also, the sun makes me sneeze. Yeah, me too. Is it tickle? Is it Stop staring at the fucking sun. No, I don't have to stare. It's walk outside. It makes me I'm not sure about the sun. It's a photosynthetic. Because you're your ear canal is connected to your sinuses and your throat. Mm. If that's irritated, you're gonna cough. It makes me cough every time too. It's but I don't know about the sun. Yeah, it's like we're identical. It's the bad. sun makes me see. Yeah, don't yeah. look at the sun. It's it's only like 15% of the population that has like a photo something reaction to the sun that makes you sneeze. I googled it one time. It makes me yawn, was... like huh. especially sunset. Huh. Yeah, because it's nighttime, babe. <laughs> So I continued with body aches and fever. I had a lot of fatigue. I was sleeping like six hours during the day. And it ended up taking five days for the results to come back. And during this time, I wasn't really afraid of anything because that was before the blow up in Italy where like young people were getting mm-hmm. very sick. So all that we knew was All like, of us were like, oh, we're young. We'll get over it. Healthy, Only old okay. people. Yeah. And so by the time I got my results back, I was actually feeling better. So I knew that it probably wasn't going to get worse. So that was comforting. And my results were positive. So um, from there, a nurse from the health department in Austin called me. And we talked about, like, where I might have gotten it or where I might have been and who I might have exposed to it. Did you mention Barbarella? No. (laughs) Um, So (laughs) You left the gays out of it. Well, she asked me where I worked. She wasn't like, where is everywhere you've been? But... You're like, well, I was grinding on 10 gay men Tuesday night on the dance floor of Barbarella. Have you ever been? It's called Tuesday. So five days before the symptoms started, I was at a very um, popular gay night in Austin. And that's potentially where I might have gotten it. That's 100% where she got it. (laughs) No questions asked. That's true. Mm Um, my fever when I had coronavirus only went up to 100.7 that I recorded. Mm, yeah. Like at night when I was trying to sleep, it might have gotten higher. You probably higher, spiked and like sweat through it. But I wasn't going to get out of bed. You know, I was just trying to sleep. Um, but what you guys just mentioned is interesting with testing. So like the flu test, when I see patients that look like sound like the flu, everything mm. looks like it. The test is not 100%. So yeah. you still have to go on like what's clinically presented to yeah. you. And same with your mono test. Like the mono test is not 100%. Mm-hmm. So you kind of just have yeah, to Yeah, like fever, body aches, this, this. Mm-hmm. They're like, yeah, you have the flu. Like, yeah. and also it's, when when was this? This was December yeah. when we, we both had it. And you knew that you were around somebody who likely. Yeah, and they were like, oh, it's the time of year for flu. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And so now even still with coronavirus, 
if your test is coming back negative, but you're showing the symptoms, it's recommended to still quarantine or self-isolate because you might give it to other people. Are the symptoms... Okay, so are the symptoms any different from normal flu at all? Yes. So with coronavirus, you have more shortness of breath. Which okay, because really it's respiratory. Flu. I've been seeing lots of things like on like which Twitter is this, images. Like, mono, well, images of like lungs and stuff, and they're like, this is this is like COVID lungs. Is it really that fucking drastic that they yes. look like? Yeah. Crazy smoker lungs. Yeah. In young people. It does. Um, so with the flu, so the flu and coronavirus are both respiratory viruses, and coronavirus, this one that we're talking about is the COVID-19, the novel coronavirus, but there are many other coronaviruses that cause colds Mm -hmm. that just aren't, and do you guys remember SARS? Yeah. That's a a coronavirus. So, well, the thing about the test, mm because like, so you said like the flu test isn't 100% accurate. Right. Is that because there's different strains of the flu? So the the flu test that we currently have tests for flu A and flu B. Mm -hmm. Um, Different strains of that, like the H1N1 and Mm -hmm. all that should in theory, show up on the test. Mm. Um, it's just that no test is 100%. Yeah. So there are times where you'll have a false positive and mm-hmm. sometimes a false negative. It's more likely that you'll have a false positive usually with tests, but sometimes, like this flu test, you'll get a false negative. Mm. Well, because that was my question going in then to the coronavirus mm-hmm. one. if Because I've heard that, obviously, because this is the novel coronavirus, mm-hmm. It will mutate, mm-hmm. and then there will be different strains of it. Mm-hmm. If this test, if you you could be negative for it, and then you it, you could still have coronavirus, but a mutation of the novel version That's, of that. Yes, I think that because it's so new, they don't have the studies to know for mm-hmm. sure. So it's just one of the unknowns that we're dealing with. Like it may mutate, and then next year it'll look different. Mm-hmm. But usually the tests catch up um, because it's just testing mm-hmm. for the RNA of the viral shedding in your basically nasal yeah secretions. absolutely the RNA. so <laughs> yeah like what i suspected yeah RNA. <laughs> exactly yep. yeah like you know dna and yes RNA. yeah we all yeah. do yeah. Like, one whole time <laughs> hey we're yeah. all familiar we've um, looked through one microscope so once. yeah so then <laughs> luckily i was pretty much recovered by the time i got my test so i I kind of avoided a lot of the fear because I think if I got my positive test like on day two, I'd be like, what is this going to turn into? Yeah. You know? And luckily I was already better. That was probably April's entire situation. Then you were just waiting in fear for the... And it never showed up in you, right? Were you ever... Did you, you weren't afraid? No. You weren't like... No. Thinking it was Do you ever get sick though? Yeah, I get. I mean, I got the flu when Caleb when gave we us all, all the yeah. flu. I didn't Chris, even know you got the. Flu. I only heard about her. Yeah, yeah I was sick for like a day or two. Oh. No, I'm a baby. Yeah. I'm definitely a baby. Like when it comes to being sick, but like not as much of a baby as like I've seen my dad be. So I'm sure man you're flu. more of a baby. Yeah, man flu is a lot. Can worse. I just say that until I started testosterone, I did not get as sick as often as I do. Testosterone oh. really, I think. Uh, There's probably something to be said about the system. Yeah. No, I wasn't worried because like she had pretty mild symptoms, mm-hmm. so I was kind of walking around being like, if I get it, it'll be mild. And mild. y'all are early on, and y'all both are like athletic, young, fit. Like 
But not with right. a doctor. So yeah. she would have taken care <laughs> of it. You're like, she'll take my temperature. Yeah. If knows. I had gotten sick, I would have just gone to your house. Yeah. yeah I would have been like, Lindsay, I got you. Can okay. you do an IV? What's happening? I live in your bunk bed if yeah. I get sick. That's yeah. what Hell yeah, you'll have a bunk bed. That's mm-hmm. what we do. We do have a futon bunk bed. And that's uh, perfect. It's for all three of us. Yeah, we would fit in there. Yeah, it's full size. We're bringing all the cats. Yeah. Sorry. Perfect. Thank you so much. Love that for me. I do. Love that for you. I love that dream for you. But the the athletic and young piece of it, it's you know we have we know people here in the gay community who were hospitalized from COVID. Yeah. People, one of our friends, he's really fit, mm-hmm. he's young, he's oh. athletic. I'll cut um, young guy though. Yeah, well, he's like he's like no, so still, that's still young. young. He's yeah, really yeah. fit, like super muscular, goes for like runs off like out, an athletic guy who was we didn't even know he was hospitalized for weeks until he was released and posted about it on Facebook. And he said the only reason he even posted about it was because his doctors and his nurses urged him to post about it to spread awareness. He w- didn't even want to post to about it. To be like, oh, young people can, can get also. This. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So and like, I, I felt lucky that I didn't know that because it probably would have brought on a lot more like fear while I was going through it or while I got that positive result. Like, Which also, uh, can I, you're like a medical professional, mm-hmm. so you will agree or disagree. Anxiety can exacerbate some of those things. So if you, like, if you were, like, you kind of were in this state of, like, okay, I'll be fine. And, like, I'm just monitoring it as as it comes. People can definitely kind of slightly make it worse if you're, like... You can. Hyping it up. So, like, probably played in your favor that you were in this state of not knowing. Definitely. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, we're lucky that she got it earlier before we saw what it could really do to people, I think, Mm. um, rather than later. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the death rates were a lot lower when they weren't testing as much. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, she was one of the very first cases in Austin. (laughs) It was like, there's no death rates because there's only been, like, three cases. Like, to testing, I remember, like, when she tested positive, I called Austin Public Health and I was like, hey... I'm living with this person who just tested positive. We have, like, in the double digits, so it was way less than, I think even less than 50 cases at that point. Like, oh, yeah, I think the day that you called they them, got my result. <laughs> yeah, of course I did. The day they got my result. I love like, you six. so much. You're like, I need people to know. We need to tell people. Yeah. So I called Austin Public Health, and I was like, should I get tested? Because, like, this person just tested Did they positive. test you? They refuse to test Because me. they're like, you, you have your no symptoms, you're, right? Or, or you're going to exactly. get it because you're that well, close and, to it. But exactly. for good reason, in their eyes, because there weren't enough tests for right. the people who needed it in the hospital. But to this day, you haven't been tested. No. Because you were... Are you going to do the antibody tests? I mean, maybe. The sure. one? Yeah, yeah, the antibody tests. Which, maybe, I mean, I would like the chances are... Do you want to tell people what that is? Sure, yeah. So, yeah, I think a lot of people want it. Um... Just for peace of mind? I think or? it's it, a little bit peace of mind, but also just curiosity. You know People want to know if they had it because they want to count tell their friends. Oh, well, I survived it. Or I yeah. Like, 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 really oh, I have the antibodies. Like, but nobody really knows what it means. Because it doesn't mean you're immune. Does it mean that you're you're more immune than if you didn't have it? In theory, you would think so, but it hasn't been around long enough to be studied. They're just treating it like other diseases because with most most things like mono, chicken pox, a certain strain of the flu, mm-hmm. everything, not strep, right? But like those type of diseases, if you've had it, mm-hmm. you're less likely to get it again. Right. And the SARS that I mentioned, mm-hmm. it, if you had it, usually you did have some immunity. I think it was like at least a year, which, sometimes up to three years. By the way, if you have the chicken pox, you can get it twice. We both had it we twice. We had it twice. Oh. Yeah. Because we got it when we were really young. My mom didn't get us vaccinated because we got it super, super young. And doctors were like, 
they got it, that they'll be immune or whatever. And then yeah. we got it again in kindergarten, which probably it was like one of us caught it and gave it to the other one. Yeah. And that's what happened this time. Well, because like we have, we have, which is like the same exact immune, like yeah. everything, like genetics, immune Which like there's different strains like, of chicken pox, but like, yeah, they tell you, so like, probably oh, you'll be immune to it. It was one strain and then another yeah. strain. You guys probably are going to get shingles. Yeah, you're going to get shingles. <laughs> Can you not tell me that? Do you know, yeah, so you... shingles is when your... It's adult uh, chicken pox, Yeah, right? when your chicken pox comes back. Yeah, because, because you're, you're not actually carrier, immune to it. It's latent in your body right now. Yeah. And then when you're older, if you get under a lot of stress, or you get sick, whatever, comes out and the blisters, usually on one dermatome, so one nerve. So it'll be like people's side or like a side of their face or back of their neck. I've seen it on people's legs. About shingles though, our friend got shingles from coming out. Are you trying to scare me? Trying to no. On the topic, but this is I'm kind sorry. of on topic. It's kind of on topic. It's about queer people. Okay, go. My, our friend got shingles uh, from the stress of coming out to her family. Can it kill you? Shingles or is it just- I thought it was inside question. your body. It is from chicken pox and then it like- we No, 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 like I thought it was like sores inside No, 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 it shows up like blisters. <laughs> and then how they treat it. I'm not sure if you can be killed by it. Cause I always see like, it's on the Walgreens signs, like get your shingles vaccinations. Okay. Like it's this big serious thing. So when thing. you're older than, uh, I'm not sure exactly, but older than 60, you can get a vaccine for it. Mm. But- So I can't do anything until then. You, Just kidding, you I'm an anti-vaxxer. If you get it, Oh my fucking oh. god. I'm not an anti-vaxxer, but I am anti-vaccination on myself at this point in my life. Because you're scared of Because I'm afraid shots. of needles. Okay. Um, Warning will not. But not tattoo needles. When's the last time you got a shot? Like, I already still shot when we were in college. And I, like, college. I don't when we had to get, like, the hepatitis B shot yeah. and tetanus. I've gone. Anytime she had to get blood work done, I, I fainted. But there are antiviral medicines for shingles. So if you come to me and you have shingles, I will write you an antiviral medicine okay. and something for pain. It hurts. I, yeah, I bet it'll happen to me. I'm also a fucking carrier for strep throat. I get it at least mm. twice a year. Which, which just means I need to get my fucking tonsils taken out, but I don't have a, so I don't have a yeah. primary care doctor, so no one's keeping well, track of it. Also, most doctors me. don't want to take your tonsils out because they're they don't part really, of your endocrine system, technically. And they don't really do it nowadays, but when you do get strep throat twice a year, do you know why you and I get it? And it's the last time I went to the doctor. They said something about your, your herpes we have, tonsils. We have, we have cryptic tonsils, yeah. so they just look, they look inflamed yeah. all the time, mm -hmm. and then they catch things in them. Some people's yeah. tonsils are smooth and some people's are not, and mm -hmm. I didn't know that my entire life. Question. Yes. <laughs> Maybe one question. Okay. <laughs> She's like, fuck this, I'm not a teacher. No, 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 I was gonna say. Would you know all of this being a PA, or do you know most of this also just because you have like That's you're perfect. super knowledgeable about it yes i am like we we joke that most yes, of the time we bring people on that aren't actually expert like you the whole politics episode you're like i'm not an expert i'm like yeah but you work in it so like you're yeah. more an expert than we fucking are and you're more an expert even i'd argue that no one yeah. is an expert at anything so, but so i was just true. so i was just wondering like did you research a lot of it because you had it or like is this part of your field where like then also they were making y'all be very aware i'm just wondering no it's a good question so i mentioned earlier that that I was working in nursing homes. But once coronavirus happened, you were locked out of nursing homes, even as a consultant for uh, medical issues. So the chief medical officer or my boss at the time decided to close down that business. Mm -hmm. So while I found out that I had coronavirus, I actually had to find a new job. So now I'm working back in urgent care, which was most of my experience. And in urgent care right now, you have to know all these things because we are the ones that are testing for the nasal swabs and for the blood tests. So 
question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do they do the gross nasal swab for any other thing? Really, the flu is the closest to it, and it's not as far back. How they decide? Like this is what How we have to do. How do they teach you to do so that good, correctly good without hurting people? Um, it hurts. It just does. Is there any way that you could actually hurt a person doing it? Do they have to like teach? No. Like, do you have to practice it before you do it? Um, not me personally, but potentially like medical assistants or people who um don't have as many certifications would practice on somebody before they would do it on a patient. Um, does it gross you out to do that to people? No. <laughs> Lindsay, her favorite thing about what she does is like getting to cut abscesses open and drain them. I mean, we, she, we used to sit sexy. there and watch like Dr. Pimple Popper mm-hmm. all the time. She'd be like, oh my God, that's so cool. Like she gets an abscess. She's like, fuck yeah, I get to like drain this abscess. I'm just like, fair, like it's satisfying. Like, I cool. get it, yeah. And the, the patient feels much better right after. <laughs> um, so that's why I know so much about it now. Yes, because I had it. Obviously, I was looking stuff up when I was, like, mm-hmm. in my bed trying to get better. But also because now I'm treating patients mm-hmm. with coronavirus. Yeah. So, um, well, it's good to know that they're educating you and this isn't all just based on that you... I mean, urgent care right now is just, like, the front line for Well, this is, anyone. isn't that not an example of our entire medical fucking system though the urgent care is basically like the best yeah. the best option for everybody like because of our entire yeah. system i think that um obamacare made it a little bit easier because you at least get that one yearly physical with your primary care for free mm-hmm. but yeah i mean most people if you're young and healthy you might get sick once or twice a year you're gonna go to urgent care because yeah. it's easy you don't have to make an appointment and the company that i work for right now you can just do a video visit right off the bat and talk with a provider and they can tell you whether or not you need to be seen in person, which saves you a lot of time and money. If you don't need to be seen in person, like we can take care of that over the video and you don't even have to go anywhere. Yeah. And a lot of people that are sick don't want to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. And also in theory, wouldn't that keep people from getting less sick if you're not coming mm-hmm. into a waiting room? Yeah, spreading especially them? right now during a pandemic, you shouldn't leave, right? Yeah. So if you're feeling sick, what we have um, at the company I work for in Austin is you can, I, as the provider, can order you a coronavirus test, whether it be the nasal swab if you have current symptoms or we talked about the blood test. So if you were sick a couple months ago and you're a healthy person like April, they told her not to get tested. They were like, just assume you have it, self-isolate for 14 days. Well, now those people who were sick a couple months ago really want to know if that was coronavirus or was it just like a really bad flu or was it allergies? They don't know if they have the means. The primary reason to know is ease of mind, really. There's there's no other other reason. Yeah, Yeah. because the studies right now can't tell you if you have the antibodies, you won't get infected again. So the main thing right now is people just want to know if they had it or not. And so that's the blood test. The blood test tests for antibodies, which your body creates if you've been exposed to a disease. No, that's very interesting. So what else? Okay, so I think part of this whole Corona episode would be talking about I would say where we think it. Well, right now the, the, implica- the implications about? of so like we've been self isolating, everything's been shut down. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the biggest things that might be kind of surface level to some other people, but is something that has impacted all of us personally is the fact that we all play in a sports league together. Mm-hmm. We play in the Austin flag gay flag football Austin's league. Like the only thing in the league, and we were two games into the season when all this. All of it hit, and so our league has been completely shut down. Uh, as have all the professional sports leagues, collegiate, 
um, sports, the NCAA tournament was shut down, so there was no Final Four. The Olympics have been postponed. I feel the ramifications in sports a lot because I'm a huge sports junkie. I watch a lot of sports. I I play a lot of sports. So this is one of those things that I, I really realistically, I don't, I actually don't see any sports being picked back up in 2021. I, yeah. I don't think that it's going to happen. Until 2021? Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I just, I really, they're talking about like, so like I follow the NBA really closely and the NBA is talking about possibly doing like they're, they have picked bubble cities that have really low percentages of um, the population that have had COVID. So they've Las Vegas is one and then Orlando's one, which is very interesting that both of these places. And yeah. one of the reasons is both of the places have relatively low um, COVID rates. And then they also have really high um, availability of spaces where you could host such events. So Disney World is one of the places that's been offered up to host NBA games because they have all of these like um, convention centers and spaces where you could just put courts and just have games without having audiences, which is an interesting idea. Mm -hmm. But uh, I was reading about today, I don't know, 30% of the revenue that goes to the NBA is from the fans. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the other revenue is ad-based revenue, sponsor-based revenue. But 30% is from the fans. So they're going to automatically lose out on that if they choose to move forward with the season without fans. Right. Which they kind of want to do because they don't want, like, there's also the, the topic of athletes missing out on the opportunity of, like, I'm at my peak right now. That's the thing about the Olympics going forward. There's people yeah, like, like, in a year, like, you won't necessarily mm-hmm. be the best swimmer in a year because, like, the time limit of swim, swimmers and gymnasts, yeah, I mean, specifically in track runners, like, Sue Bird is yeah. 40. This will be her yeah. fifth Olympics. Like, oh, going so in, and one of my friends is, was training for the Olympics. Yeah, one and of my teammates, and she just got. And these people, it's she like, made it, and she got. You have to hope. You have to hope you make it again. Mm, exactly. Next year, you don't know who's coming in the yeah. pool now. Yeah, and like, that's it was and like have a year to like do. It, it. You you have a, a year to get injured. A year to get injured. A year to get better. A year to like, and then and then yeah. that it plays in some people's favor. So like, I mean, Sydney Larue was just pregnant, so yeah. she's on the U.S. Women's National Team. She was probably not going to play in the Olympics, but. In 2021. Well, so is Alex Morgan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right, but both There's of them have like, been on every team, so maybe. Yeah. So, like, those things, like, I mean, it seems, like, so, like, menial to the rest of us. But it's also, yeah. like, that. that's a huge thing. That's something that, like... That's their... Uh, it's not menial for, like, athletes who've worked their I mean, whole lives. I mean, that's their whole lives. I mean, but for Olympics. us, I mean, it's just, that. like, an outlet. But, I mean... And the thing that I will also say, just on the Olympics piece, like, the thing that really, I think, hurts about the Olympics getting postponed is that you're training... You're not training on a season cycle. You're mm-hmm. training on the literal four-year cycle. Mm-hmm. So, like, my teammate who was training, she's been training since she graduated in 2017. Like, these are people who haven't had, like, a right. fucking rest day right. for four mm-hmm. years. Because they were just now tapered. They were just now tapering after years. It's like, insane. really tapering yeah. to ramp back up for the summer. Mm-hmm. After my real question is like beyond the fact that like I care about these things because like of the entertainment value and it's like something that like it's one of my favorite like I love sports mm-hmm. is logistically like so like they do they're gonna do the Olympics in 2021 
Yeah. Are they going to go back to 2024 Olympics for the next one? Or are they going to just go to odd years now? Because it's always yeah. been every fourth year. And we've always been, it's actually on the every election cycle in the U.S., which is just like happens to be the way that it is. But it's yeah, always been that way. Year. Also, but, what's the effect of this on the election cycle? I feel like April has plenty of opinions about that. Well, they've <laughs> yeah. said that there's like people who say like that they think that, that Trump might try to say like, we can't hope, we can't actually do the election. We can't do that right now. Like if we're in a space, there, I mean, there's all of the things, with the, all the things the mail about in, the mail-in been, voting where they're saying they're not going to yeah. allow that. Hasn't but, there been pandemics every election year too? Isn't that a thing? Is that there, a thing? I saw them on Twitter where like SARS was like one of the years of, like one of the other. SARS was 2002, which was an off presidential year. There was like a whole timeline of like whatever um, words. I'm like, I'm sure globally there's probably been some sort of pandemic. There's always distraction techniques yeah. on whenever like and at, with and the everything. media will like whip yeah. things up to try to be not. I think they'll stick to the even. I think I think that they will too. I think they'll just be like, oh, we did this, but then we're still going. Twenty twenty four was already bid on there. Well, because well, the, the logistics of it is like so. What twenty 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 was supposed to be in Japan, right? Tokyo was twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah, and then twenty twenty four is I think. In the, I don't remember. I don't know what 2024 is. LA is 2028. I think oh. it's coming back. Are you serious? Yeah, it's coming to LA. Wow. Which is cool. Which no, they're they're actually they're going to the old, the old, not stable center. It's the Forum. It's gonna. Paris have, is 2024. Paris. But the thing about it is, is like that city. I can't even has, imagine that city the Olympics already, being in the United States. We're so. It's not. coming back. It is. I think it's 2028. But um, so Could Paris doing anything like that. Paris is projected out the revenue for 2024 and has already started the construction, yeah. the planning, everything. Jobs have been it created. You can't like entire country. But like the thing about it, like if you push it even a, a year back, like. Tokyo is going to feel the ramifications of not having this thing, just like we felt the ramifications of not having South by like, so those are the things that like this whole thing skews it. Like the NBA is like, what do we do? Like, do we just kill this season? And do we just like go to the next season? Mm -hmm. Do we give people like any credit for where they were at? during the season what do we do lebron's 34 and was this his prime like is he gonna even be good like there's things like that that people are like what do we do Mm -hmm. but i mean we're just kind of at that standstill with like there's no answers right like yeah and they're saying that and from your point of view and the healthcare field you like everyone's saying that we're gonna have a second wave of this right likely likely yeah i think what what's i mean Nothing is a guarantee, but there's a lot of models that have been put out by doctors at different universities, including from the University of Texas here in Austin, where they put out models, I think, two weeks ago, um, or maybe it was just a week ago, but they it, they put out models of four different scenarios in Austin specifically that show, like, here's what would happen if we socially distanced until 2021. Okay, like here's a death, here's what happens. Here's what happened if we totally relaxed social distancing and went back to like some semblance of normalcy on May 1st, which is kind of what Texas is doing. And then it had like the, these interim things. And the interim things have both had waves. So they both, if you looked at the graphs, and the graphs are showing like deaths and cases, had like a peak, it looked like a little, cam- like two camel humps. Mm-hmm. Um, so according to the projections, there will be, but what happens with those. What happens when you open too early, according to these projections, is then you have to then, again, reclose everything when things start to rise again. Yeah. So really, you just extend It's one step damage. forward for 10 steps back. Well, that's what I is said, it? is, like, what was the point of even, like, people were like, oh, we need to open back up so, like, businesses can't close. Well, what was the two months 
of them being closed worth right. if you just open back up That's and then everyone gets sick again. It's like and then you have to reclose. So, so you might as well have it's, never it's, closed. It's it was just face. a waste exactly. of fucking time. That's, that's it's, what I was gonna say is yes. why close in the first place when the cases are skyrocketing. Right. But they're still not going down. So why are you opening? Well, like, because we're in the south and people yeah. are like we want more than twelve hundred dollars yeah. in unemployment. And this, yeah. this, and well, that. Well, the problem is want. because if you don't, if you don't close, it's a bureaucratic genocide. That's true. You're, you are sacrificing your people for the sake of the bureaucracy, for the sake of capitalism. Yeah. And so if you... But they open back up for the sake of capitalism. Well, and- but that's why, is because we live in a capitalist society, you know? And the problem is that we... There, there are all the ramifications of this. There's unemployment. There are all of these bailouts. There's the loans. And there's just the, the real estate crisis, too. Mm-hmm. And there's no money in place. There's no system in place in the U.S. for this, especially not in states like ours. Yeah. And and it really does come down to the unemployment because if they the thing is if they if they say that you have to go to work mm-hmm. and your business is able to operate and you don't go to work, mm-hmm. they can fire you. They can fire you. They don't and you're no longer fire. unemployed right. because of. A crisis, right. and that's the thing that they're getting out of. That's and but insane. the problem is that that business is saying also, if we do open up and we put our our employees on on the line, and then everybody gets sick, and then you close back down, they become the ones at fault. It's no longer on the government. So that's it's a whole thing to bail out the government side of being in, uh, responsible for it. Yeah. Uh, and that's just the problem with living in America. It's also no winning, though, because we've also learned over the last two months that I would say 80% of jobs outside of, like, service industry can be done remotely. We've all already known this. Let me just, like, as a graphic designer, I've known this. Every time everyone told me to come into my the office, I'm like, for, for what? Home, yeah. You could pay me 10 grand less. Yeah. <laughs> if it meant... I just got to do it wherever I wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> that means I can. I have the computer. I, I have the programs. That changes. And like, and even like parts of like a lot of like healthcare can still be done online. Like, I there's a lot of jobs that can be done, not. Yeah. But like, we were talking about how, I mean, a lot of things should still be online. Like, I miss going to bars. I yeah. miss going to restaurants. This isn't that. But like. Kind of like the incredible effect it's had on like the environment of like, what if we implemented some? I have no way we could because we're the people United wouldn't States listen. And nobody would listen. Yeah. But like, what if there was a way to implement like one weekend a month was like no driving, everyone's at home, all these things. Yeah. Like the effect it's had on like the ozone layer yeah. and like pollution and like mm-hmm. people not like. In just two months for, like, I know you've seen the stupid memes of, like, the world is healing. But, like, actually some things are genuinely, like, like, everything being, like, way more clear. Like, like, pictures of L.A. with no smog, which has not been a thing. Like, parts of this could possibly be translated to, like, couldn't we kind of implement, like... I don't know. There's one day a month, like in, in a thirty-day month, couldn't we? One yeah. day a month, like there's definitely positive yeah, things like, that can be taken from this, and like also everyone should and also maybe people, just be more hygienic. Yeah, or just wash your and also hands. more conscious of like just your interactions with other people and just like yeah. the amount like that you can spread disease yeah. and like how not clean like the cleanliness levels of things like 
just our public our yeah. public, public spaces like, well, like, like, like seeing, seeing the yeah. subway get cleaned in a matter of a week I saw something in New York I... City to be like oh we clean it because of this you could have done that every fucking month. Yeah. Like you could have done but that. But they don't. The things that they They're say are impossible. Every seventy-two hours, right now. Yes. Like they should. They mean? shut down night service mm-hmm. on some of the I trains know. that have never been shut down. They put out a thousand cops to get everyone out so they could get it all cleaned. Yeah. But like, yeah, stuff like that where like they act like, oh, it's impossible. Like a hundred percent, you could have. Some of the subway stations when we lived in Brooklyn, I'm like, this is this has never been like, this has never been clean. Like, yeah. What mm-hmm. do you mean? Yeah. We could totally be doing those things, and like that's a lot of like bloggers I follow and stuff are like pay attention to the things people say are impossible and then you see them done well, the in a things, matter of weeks during a pandemic well, those are the it's things possible. that like from this like there are definitely like silver linings and teaching learning moments that we should all take from this but yeah. also moving forward the things that you should still be angry about when we get out of this right like the things that need to be changed like from a legislation standpoint people who have never had to deal with unemployment having to deal with unemployment and seeing the hoops that you have to jump through like hi i've never had to deal with unemployment and now i do Mm -hmm. and then i know that oh i didn't i didn't fill it out on sunday and then i missed my chance and now i can't i can't get my money because i didn't because i didn't remember to do it on sunday not the yeah i mean you i would say yours is actually probably more the norm but people shouldn't think that that's so like okay so we talked a little bit earlier, like similar to the flu, but like, what are, like, what are the symptoms okay. of it? And like, what's like worst case scenario and yeah. like people can die. So like that's, that's worst so case scenario, yeah. but like, yeah. And the whole ventilator thing, like there was a whole ventilator shortage. So like, yeah. w- at what point is a ventilator necessary yeah. and what does that do? And I- yeah. I quit smoking my vape because everybody made me feel really guilty about it during all this. So. Yeah. Well. So did you stop? You, are you done? You haven't smoked? He said For no. how long? Like a week, which is like why, <gasps> wow, I, why I bit all my nails off. I haven't bit my nails in three weeks, so we're, we're both improving. <laughs> yeah, but I'd rather you bite your nails than smoke. But I had yeah, stopped biting them, and I had stopped smoking real cigarettes, and I was just smoking my vape. But like, I think that the long-term... Uh, studies on vapes are so minimal and we don't know what it means yes. and they do make your lungs seem so cloudy and shitty that I was mm-hmm. like I feel like it's better than cigarettes but like it's yeah. not actually because so nobody knows yeah, they, we'll, we'll know when we're older it's like, I I guess we'll call my symptoms were like level one so if you have what I had fever, body aches, cough but then you develop shortness of breath that means that your lungs have accumulated inflammation from the virus and a lot of people are getting enough inflammation that it's taking up like two thirds of their lungs. Did you have any shortness of breath or no? no? Luckily I didn't. Wow. And I think that it depends on like if you have other issues, like if you have asthma, yeah. it's gonna be harder on you. If it's you, the whole immunocompromised thing. If you're morbidly obese, yeah. if you have hypertension. If you smoke. If you smoke, if you're yes. older, right yes you have less chance of that level one type of symptoms yeah so if you have coronavirus one of the first things that's going to go is your oxygen level yeah. what you just mentioned so that's a vital sign like if anybody comes into urgent care we check their oxygen we check their pulse we check their blood pressure we check their temperature um, their respirations and so if you have an oxygen level that is abnormal that's something that's gonna put you in the hospital. And then these people, they seem fine, and then they just tank. And that's when they have to 
use the, the ventilator because they can't even breathe on their own. There's so much inflammation and infection in their lungs. So then they're on a machine that's breathing for them. And like, once you get to that point, it's super morbid. It's like, really hard to get off get of it. Back. Yeah. Um, why, why is that? Just because of, um, it's just so hard on your body because of like, you're not getting enough oxygen or because like your muscles aren't, are they atrophying when they're not being used there themselves? I think like, it's so quick that you wouldn't yet get muscle atrophy. Maybe in the people that it's happening for a couple weeks, but it's because of the oxygen. But I know that this is also a problem in general with being put on a ventilator. Yeah. Like, so like, that's one of the things, the whole like um, assisted suicide issue is like, anytime people will get put on ventilators. It's so hard to come It's so off hard to come off of ventilators because it's really hard on yeah. the body. Just Yeah. And I think it's hard to heal without adequate oxygen. Mm -hmm. So if you're on the ventilator, you don't have adequate oxygen to heal yourself. So you're just kind of declining. And I think just from like a non-medical point of view, like I just think being stagnant does not equal right. healthy right. or growing. Like I just know like when you any eat. of like anyone I've ever seen that's been in hospice or something like that, like it's just really hard for people to rebound in mm -hmm. situations like that. Yeah. And I don't know what it is about the human body that like that know. is why. Yeah, like the minute you're in a hospital or something. Yeah. Else. And aside from coronavirus, like all those things that you're mentioning, people have serious side effects to medicines that they've never yeah. had before. So like when you're in a medically induced coma, they're giving you medicine that your body's never seen and the chemistry just doesn't mix well. Yeah. And, How and do you wake you, back you, up? Your blood pressure goes down, your heart rate spikes, and then you die. It's like... Yeah. yeah. That's horrifying. It is very horrifying. And that's the thing. If I was a doctor, I would be so afraid of death. <laughs> I know I, I do have shit. death anxiety. Really? Yeah. You know too you much shit. hyper aware of yeah. all of the things that cause like death Like every single time. time yeah. something went wrong, I'd be like, this is it. Yeah. Yep. This is the thing I've been fearing. Yeah. Um, but all that to say that I was very lucky. People are getting very sick. I, it's upsetting to see that people are thinking it's fake and that the ERs aren't actually packed. And no, it's really happening. People like, how can people think that like, what, what would be the motive behind healthcare workers lying about this? They think that the hospitals are getting paid more if they have coronavirus mm -hmm. positive Courtney. tests. Mm -hmm. In what world do we think that most people believe a lot of the shit that they fucking believe? I don't know. There's no logic. It well, makes it's not, it's no logical. fucking sense. I mean, there are, there are people who are working in the ICU, which is the area that these people are on ventilators, yeah. and there are multiple patients dying every day, and then they're going home and reading Facebook, and it's like, you guys are lying, and they're just, like, depleted. They, they've got like, scars on their yeah, face. Yeah, they're, like, the, the last, like, their family can't even come in because of the protocols exactly. right now. Yeah. yeah. And they're, they're like, I held this person's partner while they couldn't even come into the hospital, mm -hmm. and I don't even know this person. Yeah. They're saying goodbye over the phone or walkie-talkie. Yeah, but, like... People are and people believe it. No, and they're posting pictures of like empty parking lots and hospitals. Mm -hmm. Well, the parking lots are empty because no one's no allowed, one's allowed to visit. in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the majority so, of people in a park, like you, you think every patient that comes to a hospital, they didn't drove drive them their so They came in a goddamn ambulance exactly. first of all, or exactly. someone drove them. Yeah, it's it's yeah. it's very upsetting. Um, oh my god, people are really sick, and and the all of the healthcare workers are taking on a toll and doing their best and it's really happening. And they're putting themselves in like extreme Yeah, well danger. like you said, like, okay, let's say I had a family of 
three children that were in my house, if I was an ICU nurse, I wouldn't be able to see my kids because I would potentially be giving it to them. Or if I lived with my older mother, I wouldn't be able to see her because she could die from it. It's just, I mean, you have to act like you could potentially kill somebody and that's why the self-isolation, the everybody not getting together, our sports leagues unfortunately getting canceled, that's why it's happening because you could just kill somebody without knowing it, you know? And we're, we're never gonna know. The contact tracing's not ever gonna go back to exactly what happened. So you just have to be as careful as possible. And people just really aren't taking it seriously when it hasn't personally affected exactly. them. And like, it's just so sad that this is the human condition when it comes to anything. Like, it's, it's like we thing. get bored of it, so it's over. It's well, done. I mean, it's the same thing as like, like gay rights. Like people, people don't care about it unless they know a gay person. If it's convenient, well, it's the news, and then it's over the next day. And yeah. for like all of us, it's like, I mean, I knew you, and yeah. you, you recovered though, because these people who are saying that don't have, they don't know anybody who's had it. Why no. would you say it's not real if you knew somebody who had it, right? Or you don't it think it's real. But, but I then mean, also the people are like, well, but also the flu kills people. And yeah. I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, it does, but it doesn't kill people like in the same, like this whole, like this huge spike. And like, there's no, like, I was like, we Rana, don't have Rana shared something on Facebook yeah. today that was like, thing claimed 3000 deaths in Alabama today. You know what the thing was? Abortion. I was like, and oh like aborted it like it was coronavirus, and then it was like abortion. I was like, what? Yikes. God. And like these are like I'm like this is like that is not the problem right now in any world. Well, it's not the problem ever. But yeah. that's that's the topic for another day. Yeah. <laughs> for another day. Yeah, it's really sad to see like people denying it and then people just being like over it and yeah. just being like. I just, want yeah, to, well, I just like want to go back out and I'll just that's like break it. Opening. Yeah, of, like, yeah I want to fucking go back out too, but like. Oh, our, absolutely. I want to go shake my ass. I want to go. I can't wait to go back to the gym and like. I get it. And that's just so selfish. And like our CrossFit sent out an email and they were like, we're, we're going to open back up. And like, how do you feel about it? And we're going to be implementing all these policies. And my thing is like, sure. Like if you're, if you're capping classes at eight and we have a really big CrossFit gym and you're doing all these things, oh, it's, huge. it's sure. not necessarily any more of a risk than going to the grocery store, right. you know? So like, sure. yeah, I might, I might go to CrossFit if I feel like they are implementing the right policies. But it also, like, at the end of the day, like, that is not my priority right now. Like, yeah. and the people who are like, can't wait to go back to Gold's Gym or can't wait to go back to to Fourth Street. Like, yeah, I miss all my friends and I miss going out. But um, I think if we rush back into it, we're going to see ramifications twofold. Like, yeah. according to the models I saw, uh, we will. Twofold? Yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And it, it's really interesting to see, at least here in Texas, like people who are so angry. So like the governor has issued like these orders to reopen stuff. Like the mayor of Austin is still issuing orders to like get people Oh, they're at odds too. They're not at odds. But people have decided that they are mm. and are angry about it because they just, because in, I mean, in Austin, they're just like telling people you still have to wear face masks, but the governor, and the governor is also saying, we highly encourage that you wear face masks. We're just not gonna like Force prosecute you. you if you uh. don't. And so, I mean, it's just like people, people want to be angry about, like the governments, at least like the, the local government here in Austin, like their number one priority is like your public health, right? It's to prevent this possible scenario that we saw in the model of like, 
We closed for two months. Now we're going to reopen. Holy shit. We reopened too fast. Now everyone's sick again. We have to reclose again and then do this four times over until we finally reach herd immunity like 12 months from now after opening and closing, opening, closing, opening, closing. They want to prevent that. And so people are pissed and want to decide like the government wants to control you and they want to, they want to wreck the economy and they want to tear down our small businesses and like everyone's making money off this. I mean, people drive themselves crazy and people believe very outland incredibly outlandish things all right correct me if i'm wrong but is the government not in place to control us at some aspect like is that not their job yeah i mean like i mean the government is in place to create order order. and rules like yeah and to protect the public you can't tell me what to do i'm like that's lit like what's a law and technically we technically the government can tell us what to do they can to a certain level Uh to a certain degree like i do pay taxes but also you can tell me not to kill people yeah Yeah. it's against the law to kill people and at some point it will become reckless and it will become where they'll say what is it What's the word when it's like uh, when you kill someone but it's not intended? Manslaughter. 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 It yeah. will be manslaughter, right? Yeah. If you if you go out there are recklessly, all the rules that you're seeing the government put in place, they have the authority to do that based off old rules that were put in place forever ago from people that you, people voted into office. They created all these things that have been there forever. Like there's a huge system that is working as a response to the coronavirus. I think if there's one thing that I've, I that I've been thinking about a lot during this pandemic is something that some people are talking about, but I don't. It's not really not getting covered at the national level, and it's like the effect on our really vul- really vulnerable communities, like people who are like we all know we have millions of undocumented workers in this country and like guess who doesn't get the stimulus checks like these undocumented workers like guess who has no recourse for relief or for help during this time and who is po- likely on the front lines either through medical work or, or through, through these work. hourly positions exactly or, yeah there's still janitors well, right. at every and fucking then also, hospital like, or if you, even if you don't care about undocumented workers the same sort of ramifications are also being applied to students and people who fall between that age range of 18 to 22. So there's a lot of people who like you're you're a minor and you're you were claimed by parents on their last tax return but now you're a student and th- those people are also not eligible for those stimulus checks. So like a lot of people like Alexis, like she didn't get a stimulus check because technically she's 19, she works, she goes to school, but because she was claimed as a dependent from my parents, she doesn't get that stimulus check. But she also works in a restaurant. Well, she works in a restaurant alone. There's so many people who are left out from this legislation. A lot. Oh, like, it's insane. And like it's I even insane. saw I even saw people on the other end of it. Like in my in my group chat for the league, there was several people when this came out who were like, I can't believe they're capping it at a hundred thousand that I'm not getting my check. And I was like, yikes, ouch, cause you know, I'm not even close to that. But like, I also like, if you are hurting for it and you are missing out on some sort of money, then I, I think everyone is entitled to getting some benefit if they are missing out on some of their income because of a crisis. Sure, but the government yeah. owes everybody, but I think it would be proportional. I think that it should be proportional to like what your income is. So like if I'm missing out on $10,000 of the $40,000 that I'm going to make this year, it's 20% of my income and you're missing out on like some fraction as taxes should also be proportional to your income. You know, like there's those sorts of things. Like I don't like it's not hurting you to the fact that like, you can't pay your bills. 
You know, so like you have to have perspective when it comes to those sorts of things, right? Like, and I think that's what people aren't really seeing. They're seeing like, well, twelve hundred dollars. That's gonna be, well, that doesn't pay even most people's rent in America. Mm-hmm. Like one bedroom, I think every state in the United States is more than twelve hundred dollars. So at least over a thousand. The median, right? Yeah. I think the median rent throw in utilities. There yeah. you go. There's your. That's a yeah. check. Small businesses, I think we'll see we'll see an incredible impact on on I mean on the little people, right? Like on small businesses, on renters, on undocumented workers, on vulnerable populations who don't have like when you're looking at these small business loans, like do you know who's not applying for small business loans? Like businesses that are owned by people of color. No, they are, but they're being denied. They're actually well, from what I'm saying is that they're not many of them are the they're disproportionately not applying because they don't have the confidence in meeting all the requirements that the government's putting out for them to be able to repay. See, I've seen that they have like an 80% rejection rate that in the ones that have applied. So they probably are also applying at a lower rate, but then it's minority owned, whether that be women owned, LGBT owned, or um, racially minority owned. Yeah. Companies are being denied at a higher, way higher, exponentially higher rate than white businesses mm-hmm. and it's like well of course yeah. i mean that's how isn't yeah. that how it all works like isn't that how our entire everything economically in our government works <laughs> yeah um yeah i mean it's well again you have to look like when you're looking at systems systems operate to get the outcome that they're created to get so like the systems that are in place are doing exactly what it is that they're that they're created to do, and that's not to say that the people who are currently operating the systems aren't trying to change that, but the systems are created to to get to a certain outcome, and they're doing that. That's mm-hmm. how systems work. They get to the outcome that they were built that they're built to get to. That's what Abel's here um, tells about how systems work. Systems, yeah. like the the population that's concentrated in these urban areas is so lucky because urban governments tend to be progressive and tend to be and they're highly educated. And so like, for example, in Austin, like we created a dedicated fund that can go to people who, that are, who are undocumented and are needing this kind of direct, direct financial assistance oh, because wow. they've been directly. And it's through like the city created these funds and they're giving it to nonprofits who are then administering it out. Like we've created a system to get it out and like there are some problems with the system. I would say absolutely it's got to be sexually transmitted yeah. because even if it's not, not the if only it's not, way though, right? Not the way, but like no. even kissing on the mouth feels sexual to me. No, of course. I'm not saying it doesn't have to be like literally sexually transmitted, but if you have sex with someone, you are 100% close enough to get yeah. 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 Then yes. There's no way they would know whether it yeah. is from the sexual transmission or not. Like, Do you know saying, how it's spread? I mean, they've said that like you could like literally walk through like a fucking cloud of someone's breath yeah. and it be in the, like so it's droplets from like your mouth or yeah. sneezing or right. and I read, so if I'm and gonna I read, kiss you that would yeah. 100% and I read models about it that said like those things are also like elevated by like so like if you're on a run you should be further away from people if you're biking you should be even further away from people if you're in a car and your windows are down you should, like yeah. all of these things like you could it's like 6 feet if you're walking but yeah. it's like 20 feet if you're running it's right. like 30 feet because you're because you're going at you're so much faster that you like are going through like that space that somebody else i don't know i, I don't know about all that but it makes sense like i read all these things it was like these are the distancing measures you should be implementing Depending if you're doing that thing so you guys are right technically they don't have proof that even though they found the virus in semen that it can i read it on twitter 
through semen. All I know right now is that it's transmitted <laughs> through <laughs> respiratory droplets. So Your yes, girlfriend proved me right. If you're making out with somebody, you <laughs> take it. They don't yeah. know. So presumably, I would she say at least 85% of people who are fucking are if making out. If you're making out, you can get it. Yeah. Like you said, if you're within less than six feet from someone, there's yeah. a chance. So even if they was like barely drool on your I face. I also read a thing that they're saying that there's an, another strain that they're <laughs> yeah, thinking is drooling on the face. Is even more drool on her face. <laughs> Contagious now. Like this I only new really strain that's coming back. Coming around. So yeah, so the don't. different strains, um, I don't know much about. Well, I, but isn't that like in theory, the idea of new strains is they will always be more contagious because they have adapted it's and they're more aggressive and that's virus. that's just yep. evolution in general mm-hmm. yeah so i mean like they, i read this thing that was like talking about they're like oh my god it's like a like a crazy coronavirus on steroids and i'm like no that's just like how everything works yep right in theory mm-hmm. yeah that's how we got like swine flu when bird flu is yeah the flu evolved yeah. into a scarier flu because we are immune to some versions of the flu. Yeah. Well, and the interesting thing about that, just because you brought up swine flu, is... The, we had a friend who had swine flu in high do school. Do you guys know um, how it originated? The pigs. Sorry. It was bats. <laughs> Freaking so, bats. Apparently bats pigs. are, like, excellent hosts for viruses. And they... Why? Apparently they have a good well, immune system against blood? them, so the viruses are just in their system and they just carry. So for huh. so for a virus, it's actually better not to be deadly because then you get to yeah. infect more people mm. and then stupid. you stay around longer. Yeah, you stupid virus. So stop killing us. Yeah, it learn is. more. Learn more about being a virus. Yeah, I mean, plague jokes on you. You sucked. <laughs> <laughs> so deadly viruses aren't very successful because they're not allowed around very long. Um. But, yeah, so this coronavirus... It's obviously a male virus. (laughs) ...originated in bats, and the current theory is it jumped to another animal before infecting humans. And right now, they don't know for sure what the animal is, but have you ever heard of a pangolin? Shit yes. looks weird as fuck. Yeah. It, looks it looks like, like an, an armadillo. armadillo. It's an armadillo. It's kind of an armadillo. Yeah, he has an a little shell. So thing. I had never even heard of it until... Why did they call it a swine flu, though? No, that was pigs. Mm-hmm. We're back to We're coronavirus. We're talking about coronavirus. Oh. You're right. That one was from pigs. Oh, okay. I thought um, you said... But this coronavirus probably jumped on something like a pangolin. Why a pangolin? Because they, they don't know if they're a mammal or a reptile. The theories of why a pangolin is because apparently they're illegal to be sold, and I don't know this for sure, but... So they were hiding under the radar in these markets where it originated. And mm. so they're thinking, jumped on that and then jumped on humans. And that's where we are now. I wonder if also penguins are similar to armadillos in that they can carry diseases that others cannot carry. So armadillos can carry, what's the disease? I'm not sure about that. Leprosy. Leprosy. Oh. Armadillos are one of the only animals that can carry leprosy. I didn't know that. Yes. It's not all Why is that our state animal? Don't is know. it? Yeah. Yeah. But so they're one of the only ones that can, and I don't know why. Interesting. But penguins look well, we like look armadillos, and I wonder they if there do. is something I in... thought it looked like a Pokemon. Yeah, it does. It, does. <laughs> it looks like a sand shrew, if you want to talk about it. Yeah. Uh, but... <laughs> 
yeah, I wonder I wonder what it is about them. Because, like, armadillos are, like, slightly reptilian mm-hmm. in, like, the, what they are, but they're also... A, they're, are they a super... They're mammals. Are they they're mammals. mammals. But do they have a pouch? Um, well, yeah, that's all I got. I would love to talk to you about more medical stuff that I know nothing about on other episodes because this has been really important. you guys want to know, I can oh, help you, you. Or I know how you to look it up. Knew, you came so informed. <laughs> I literally was like, how? how I, I think this is just how you operate in your day-to-day life, though. She's a Capricorn, guys. They get all their shit together. I don't know. Oh, is that what that means? I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. They're, like, super into, like, getting, like, Capricorns, like, get their shit done. They're, like, super motivated and driven, like, have to do lists and get all the You're a very end of January, beginning of February? Um, January 15th. So the Smack dab in the middle. Yeah. I don't know. Kristen first girlfriend was like Capricorn. I thought that that was in January. But she was not yeah, like you. Yeah, that's after She was horrible. Oh, They're very much about, like, get that money, honey. No time for bullshit. No time for emotions. No time for... I don't think that one's no time for emotions. Like little a, time for it. Very small. Little. Very, very, little very small You've loved time. me since day one. So. <laughs> very small time. I think, honestly, we met both of y'all, and she garnered emotion to us before you did. I don't know no? which one of, like... I feel like I clung to y'all, so I don't know, know if y'all necessarily no, clung like, to y'all. No, it was like a cause, but met. I feel like I like met both of y'all, and I felt like she was like, oh, queer frat. Like, we I feel met like you were the and one. didn't hang out again for a year. But I remember talking to you a lot at the bar because they left early. We left early. I talked to you more than they but left. We, I talked to y'all for like an hour. But I'm not sure how bond. we reconnected because we found out that y'all went to, the, to CrossFit, and we were like, we want to... Go where you're going. I invited you guys to my soccer fundraiser mm-hmm. bar crawl. Yeah, yeah. And that's when we started getting yes. again. Yeah. But I remember when we met y'all, I was like, I want to be their friend. But we didn't get any of your info because we left early. Okay. I just want to say to Chris's point, that's literally never the case when we meet new people. I'm always excited about new friends. And Lindsay's yes. always sketched out about new people. You're Because you're the Aries. Are you yeah, really? she's always like, wow. I really appreciate like you talking to all of us about it. Like... I think all of us have been like, what makes it different about like the flu and this yeah. thing and this thing and like, I think all of like the same we've talked about like, we all kind of assumed we were like young, mm-hmm. healthy people like that makes us like immune to it. But I think in the last like, it's now been two months of everyone enduring it. Like, yeah. some young people have died of it. And this thing like, it's actually fucking yeah. serious. Okay, that's our show for this week. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Queer for It. You can send us an email at queerfortpodcast at gmail.com and visit our website, queerfort.com. Do not forget to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Tell your friends, family, coworkers, everyone about us, and shoot us any questions or topics that you would like for us to answer and cover in future episodes. Also, we're on the hunt for guests for upcoming episodes. If you're in Austin and would like to be on Queer For It, please shoot us a message so we can plan to have you on. Until next time, we love you, so you should too. We love you. You're the best. Bye.